Welcome to Stuck In My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. It's your boy, W-I-Z-E, and today's episode is sponsored by The Plush Life, From Prison of Peace, written by Anthony J. Gonzalez with Pepper Chambers. The Plush Life from Prison of Peace is an uplifting book about what it means to go from life in the streets of New York to a life of enlightenment, full of life lessons, confessions, and thought-provoking moments on peace, love, unity, success, and happiness. This wise book offers a path that allows you to go from being imprisoned in the mind to being free in mind, body, and soul. You can check it out on iBook and Amazon, and I will be providing links in the description. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise, and I have a very special guest on today. Welcome to the show, Emily Throw Threat. Hey. Aloha. Aloha. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. So you're an author and you have a book out. Uh, tell us the, the title of your book. The title of my book is Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Oh, that's that's a very, that actually kind of fits my kind of, that kind of fits my story in a way. Oh, sounds interesting. Yeah, at uh, 31, I was widowed. Uh, my wife passed away in a, in a car accident, so I, it took a long time for me to 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 get back to get back to myself after that. It does. It, you there's a before and an after, and there, you don't have like an in between time to segue into it. So it it takes a while to to adjust. It, it, it was something that happened all of a sudden and, and unexpectedly, so it really hit hard. And it took me quite a few years to really, to really get myself back together. And and with the help of my family and those that I love, I was I was able to 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 be who I am now. So I'm, I'm kind of in a good place. That's wonderful. So is that what your book is? Your book something on something on, on the lines of that? Something along the lines of that. I have had two husbands die, and my parents, my sister, most of my family, and I. I really started looking at my life and said, "Okay, I can sit here and be sad for the rest of my life." After my dad died, my mom didn't smile anymore, and <clears throat> seeing that example, I thought. I don't really want to live that way. I want to make uh, living worthwhile for me. And so I started writing about it. I'm, I'm a writer. I taught writing at the university level for 30 years, and I, I love to write. written college textbooks on writing. And I thought I, I need to follow my own advice and write about what I'm feeling and see where that leads me. 
And the more I wrote, the more I explored what I was feeling and, and what I wanted, the, the easier it was to deal with my grief. So the things I discovered when I was writing, I started teaching other people I knew who were grieving. And they responded really well. They said it helped them so much. I thought, I've got something here. I need to do more with that. And that uh, ultimately led to writing my book, which at the end of each chapter gives the, the reader something active to do. Most of them have something to do with writing. Some of them are other things. But it, it helps them to be to actively examine what they're going through, what they'd like their life to be, how they can be happy and grieve at the same time. And I think that's probably the most important lesson is that you can be happy and grieve at the same time. It, it, no, it's, it's, it, I think I need to, to really sit down and speak to you because, because right after my wife, my wife passed away in 08. Um, I reconnected with my father in, in the, in May of 09. I went to see him in Puerto Rico, June, that June of 09. I met up with him on a Friday, that Saturday morning, he passed away. Oh, wow. The next, the next, very next year I lost uh, a cousin, a real close cousin of mine, my uncle, my brother, and a few months later, another brother. It was, it was, it was like a, a, three, four year span where I probably lost six to seven people that were really close to me that had some type of impact in my life. And it was, it was like, what is going on? Like, how do you deal with such a thing when you lose so many people that you love right back to back to back to back? And Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, we still to this day, it's, it's kind of, you still, you still feel pain and then hurt, but you know, you're supposed, you're supposed to go on and keep growing and learning and, and keep moving on. Yes, I, that's, that's true. And I think what, one of the things that I learned and I learned it from my last husband who died and we actually practiced it was very much living in each moment especially when we realized that uh, it, he was moving toward his transition, that it made every, every moment valuable. And in each moment, we, you know, whenever it was, we could look at each other and go, you know, right now, I love you so much. Um, I am really happy right now. I enjoy being with you so much. And then in the next moment, we could say the same thing. So when you take it moment by moment you, and focus on what's good in that moment, then that helps you to kind of put everything else in perspective and, and know the, the, the importance of making each one of those moments count makes it, uh, gives you something, a, a way to, to move forward. Because you know, people keep saying you can get over grief and, and you know, having been through your experience like, like mine where there's been so many people, I still love all those people. I love two husbands. And people think, oh, no, you can only love one husband. Well, no, I, I love both of them. 
They both were very important parts of, of my life, and they still are. And I, I will love them always, just as I will grieve them always, because I always would still like to be with them, uh, and that's just not happening. And I, I think really paying attention to self-love, to pay attention to yourself, that, that you're, you're worthy, that you've got a, a life to live, you've got uh, things that, that can bring you joy and things that can help others that you can give them. And when you focus on, on that kind of self-care, it, it's not selfish at all. It's, it's vital. And that can really help you move forward too because you never move on from grief, but you do move forward through it. It's actually, it's funny that you mean that it's not, it's not really selfish because I had a conversation a week, uh, a few weeks back with someone and, and I said, is it selfish of me that I enjoy speaking to my guests and I pick up knowledge from my guests as well as my listeners and stuff? They said, no, that's not selfless. That's not, that's not being selfish. That's more of self-worth. That's showing self-love. That's you wanting to grow as an individual. So it was just the way I, the way I was thinking, it was, I, I, for me, it was like, they're, they're absolutely right. You're, you're absolutely right by, but it was just me wording it the wrong way and saying that he's like, listen, it's not being selfless. It's not, you're not, not being selfish wanting to grow and develop. Cause he's, cause how are you supposed to share with anyone or, or grow with anyone if you're not, if you're not willing to, to learn and, and cause I don't, you don't know everything. Obviously, you don't know everything. So, it was just it's just funny that you met, you said some some that you mentioned that so <laughs> yeah it's it's something that people often don't think about they think that somehow they're being uh oh selfish is a word for it or uh full of themselves if they take care of themselves first but you have to it's it's like the thing on the, the airplane that put the oxygen mask on you first you can't help anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself nothing selfish about that (laughs) (laughs) no it it's just it's just funny how everything connects and how a conversation i've had a few weeks ago can pop up again just by a word and you just don't really think about it like there was some i didn't really think about it that way it's absolutely right yes it's not being selfish as me again enjoying the conversations that i'm having with people learning from these people and growing as a person and at the same time being able to spread positive content to my listeners. So I'm, I'm having a great time. I'm enjoying it. And I just look forward to, to all the conversations, all the conversations I, I have scheduled because I, I feel I have some great guests coming up. This, I, I love speaking to people like you where you can tell you can people can relate to people who who have gone through these experiences and are not able to speak on it and and are truly their authentic selves and just be, are able to to share what they went through i love i i love having people like that yeah uh, and and you'll you see i can see that you see that this repetition when when something happens again and then again you keep hearing the same same it's a different story but the same concept of something like self-love 
that uh, that shows you the truth in it. You know that that you're you're hearing this over and over for a reason, and it, it's it's important to to kind of identify that and embrace it so that you can live your best life, whatever it is. And and, and that's why I, I kind of changed the focus of my podcast because at first it was me ranting and raving about work and politics and the media and the news and I didn't enjoy it and didn't have fun until I started really switching the the, the focus into more entertaining conversation, more positive content, more more things for people to grow and share and, and learn is when I really really started loving podcasting and being able to talk to people and truly finding my voice and finding what I wanted to do. Yes. It's, it's so, so good to pay attention to that because a lot of people stay stuck. You know, they, they have a job that they got and they thought it was their dream job and what they always wanted to do. And they realized it really wasn't, but they stay there because they think that's what they're supposed to do. I know when, when I was growing up, um, Girls would get married when they were about 19 and stay married and stay home and take care of the, the house and the kids for the rest of their marriage. And their husband would get one job and stay in that job for the rest of their lives, whether they liked it or not. That was just what you did. And I, I used to examine that because I was I was much younger than my sister, born late and for my parents, that uh, I kept looking at it and saying, why, why do people do this? You know, what if you change your mind? <laughs> and I, that, that uh, helped me to be able to accept uh, as I grew up that I can do anything I want to do. And if I'm not liking what I'm doing, I can switch that. Or even if I'm liking what I'm doing, if I see something I like better, I can move that direction. And I've had uh, several different careers in my lifetime, and I have loved every one of them. And I can honestly say now, even though I've lost all these people, that I'm happier than I ever have been. And that sounds kind of weird because you think you're depending on someone else for your de- your yeah, happiness. You no, no, I, I feel you. One, <laughs> I feel you one hundred percent. I know what you're talking about. It, it kind of, if it's like with everything that's been going on in the pandemic and everything, I kind of felt ashamed and embarrassed of the success I was having as far as my podcast and everything else in my life was going. And, and, and for, and, and, but it, 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 I shouldn't have been, I shouldn't have been ashamed. I, I should be proud of, I was able to do the things out that I'm able to do even during a pandemic. So it's, it's, yeah, no, I feel you 100%. I, I know how I like, right now I'm living my best life right now, especially with everything that's going on. But then again, you think about everything, everyone I've lost and everyone that that's passed away. And, and it's, it's people like, how can you say that? Well, it's, it's life is you, you, every day that I wake up, I'm, I'm thankful that I'm able to enjoy. And if I have an issue, I'm able to resolve that issue with what it's, it's, I just had a conversation with my nephew about, about this. Cause he, he was going through some things and, and I just, and I just told him, I was like, yo, listen, man, this, and whatever you're going through right now, I get it. It's, it's hard. It's difficult, but 
you need to be able to appreciate the fact that you're waking up every day and you're able to work on resolving these issues and getting your life to where you want it to get. And that's it. Just keep enjoying that every that process every morning. Wake up like, okay, I got this to do. Let's go. And he and and he when we finished our conversation, he was like, "Yo, thank you, Unc. I appreciated you needed to tell me things I needed to say." And I just spoke how I felt and how what I I thought he needed to hear. And it's those moments that you really I I I I love that that I was able to to be able to be that voice for him to like okay this is then what I this is what I need to do and I don't know I have I've found what I want to do That's awesome you know it when it evolves uh, organically you know you you are doing what you think you're supposed to be doing, but then it keeps getting better. You keep improving it. You adjust it to what your situation is. And when, when you were saying what you were, I was, I, I keep a gratitude. One of the things I do is write down things I'm grateful for every day. And every once in a while it's, I woke up this morning, you know, <laughs> I, I can, uh, yeah, I've got the world is, is my potential. I can, I can do whatever it is that I want to do. And I realize I, I really am. I've, um, I moved here to Hawaii about six years ago, and I keep having people on the mainland saying, well, when are you coming home? And I'm going, I am home. You know, even though I lived there my whole life, I am home here now. I've, I've adjusted to my situation, and I love it. And, and it's okay to change. That's that's something people don't always understand. It's okay oh, like, to adjust. Like people go, oh, you're from Brooklyn, New York. Why did you leave New York City? Because I needed change. I've moved to the mountains of Pennsylvania where life wow. is so much more peaceful and relaxing and not chaotic. And, and, I've, and I've been able to thrive out here. I've been able to grow as a person and, and develop new talents and new skills and that I might have not been able to discover living in New York. It's the truth. That's right. It's, it's just things happen for a reason. And and it's just maybe just me exiting New York helped in my helping my growth and, and development and and brought me to where I'm at now. Uh, and sometimes the things you think are what you really want, um, you find out they aren't really <laughs> for instance I, I lived in california and i taught at the university and i was offered the opportunity to grade test for the educational testing service which is in new jersey and when i I'd go back there three or four times a year to do that and when we'd finish we'd we'd hop on this express bus into the port authority and we'd all go see what shows we could see on broadway well, I had a background in theater. I love theater. I always thought it would be wonderful to work on Broadway. And the more shows I saw and the more I saw what New York City was really like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't get that, <laughs> that dream come true. You know, it, it, I, I enjoyed every moment of being there. But the life that the people have to live, we, we know some people that, that act back there and we visit them when we were there and see the the stress and uncertainty of what they were going through always their, their lives were filled with uncertainty. 
they were filled with living in small cramped spaces. And I thought, you know, I could have done that, but I think I would have done it as an experience that lasted for a while. And then I move on to something else because it wasn't where I really wanted to spend the rest of my life when that had been my dream for a long time. So the more experiences you have, the more you can see what you really do love and what really is important to you and how you can make your life the best life it can be for you. It's like once, once you move out of New York city, if you like, even if you move like upstate New York is a big difference in, in energy and, and way things move and everything. So I, when people be like, why did you move? I'm like, Oh, Especially people who who move from another state and they move to New York City and they're like, oh, we love it here. Yeah, I was born and raised. I'm I'm good. I've had enough. I, I'll go back to a for, even when I go back for a visit. It's like I'm fidgety. I'm like, right, when are we leaving? When are we going back home? Like I'm ready to go back. Home. It's not. It's like yeah, I'm, 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 I enjoyed my city. I'm good. I'm ready to go back home. I knew um, because of all the the theater things that I did. Uh, I knew a lot of, especially young people that were, I was involved in theater with. And then when they got to an age where they could move away from home, they moved to New York to make it their way in New York. And they were having a blast. I'd hear from them and they, they, were, they were really enjoying what they were doing. And then 9-11 happened. And every single one of the people that I knew that were back there when it happened moved back home. They didn't necessarily stay there forever, but they, they didn't move back to New York. So your your dreams, uh, your hopes can can change in a heartbeat, and and it's okay. The the, the people that came home had such uh, cool experiences of of reconnecting with people that that they loved and and having a whole different stage in their life that they wouldn't have had had they stayed in in the one place. So it, it, it's wonderful to be open to change, hopefully not having something so dramatic uh, kind of influence when that change is going to be made, but to be, be open with your mind and your heart to see what you can do that's going to best serve you in your lifetime. Um, Emily, I had a great time talking to you. This has been, this has been great. Um, let everybody know where can they find your book at? Uh, my book is available anywhere books are sold. It's traditionally published. You, you can get it on Amazon, but you can also order it from all the other sources or from your local bookstore, which I love to support local bookstores. And I'm online at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com. I've got a weekly blog that you can read. I've got groups that, that you can join to, to find support when you're dealing with your grief and I'm always here for, for people who are dealing with grief and uh, would really love to be happy. Wow, that, you're absolutely right. I, I feel you. I know. I, I didn't I didn't really, yeah, I didn't know this this was going to be as, as <laughs> like, I knew what I, yeah, I, had, I had read you, brought your bio and everything, but, yeah, this this had to do a lot with, with what I had to go through in life and, and you don't even realize it. Like things just happen. They just happen. Things are supposed to happen. Like this was like we were supposed to interview earlier th- this week, but it was my birthday this this past weekend, and 
and my wife had plans and we did a bunch of things and so we was able to reschedule and it's been great to have you on this and it was meant to happen today yeah that was perfect yeah this this, this is a great talk and again i appreciate you coming on uh definitely would love to have you on again whenever you if you write another book or you have anything new coming out i would love to have you on again Oh, that would be great. I'd love to do that. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm actually, I'm actually, we just launched a radio station. I'm working on having a radio show. Once I get the radio show launched, I will set something up and have you on the radio show. How does that sound? Oh, I'd love that. That would be perfect. Thank you so much. I would love, yeah, I, I appreciate, I appreciate people like you and talking to people like you. So. Yeah, I would love to have you on the radio show. So once I get that going and and I'm ready to go, I will reach reach out to you and we'll schedule something and have you back on. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Emily. You have a great day. You too. All right, now it's time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J. Thank you guys. I love you and appreciate you guys. Big shout out to the homie Chrissy Richards from Cypher Knowledge with Chrissy. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. I love you, baby. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Be safe. You know how your wife, your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Stuck In My Mind. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.